with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. What's up, everyone? My name is Jeremy Platt, and you're listening to the Between the Tackles podcast pre-Super Bowl edition. Today, I'm going to get a little bit into the Super Bowl, but I'm going to focus more on my NFL awards predictions, and I'm going to do an article on the Super Bowl later in the week. But I'm also going to talk about the Senior Bowl and some proposed awards that I have for NFL honors. Let's start with the first award. We're going to go with NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, and this was probably the closest between all the awards I've had. And It's between A.J. Brown and Josh Jacobs, but I'm giving it to Josh Jacobs, the running back for the now Las Vegas. Raiders. This year, he had 1,150 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. Early in the season, he started week one off with a bang against Kansas City, and he's been one of the best running backs whenever he's playing. He didn't play all 16 games this season, so that's extremely impressive that he had 1,150 rushing yards. Jacobs was instantly a franchise running back, and he proved that he was one of the best running backs in the NFL this entire season. His runner-up, A.J. Brown, the receiver for the Titans, also started shining late in the season, and he was my number one wide receiver entering the draft. Brown didn't win the award just because he really started to come on late in the season, but if he kept it up the entire year, I think the award would have gone to him. If we look to Defensive Rookie of the Year, this was a no-brainer for me. This has to be Nick Bosa, and I know this award is given before the postseason starts but he had three he's had three sacks in the past two postseason games and he had nine sacks in the regular season he also had one forced fumble two fumble recoveries an interception and a bunch of crucial pass breakups against teams like the rams and the saints one thing that really stood out with me with nick bosa is that he has the most rookie pressures generated in nfl history according to pro football focus that means he's constantly hitting and getting to the quarterback and forcing the ball out of his hands prematurely bosa has been dominant this entire postseason season and I'm looking forward to see what he does against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. His runner-up for me was Josh Allen, the edge rusher out of Jacksonville. Josh Allen fits perfectly in Jacksonville and he's an amazing speed rusher off the edge. I think both of these two defensive edge rushers have a huge future and but I gotta give the award to Nick Bosa. Now if we go to offensive player of the year, I'm giving it to Michael Thomas, the wide receiver for the Saints. Thomas was breaking all types of records this season but the big one was he had 149 receptions which is more than any receiver any player in NFL history. He also had 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. Michael Thomas's Twitter handle basically sums up who he is. His Twitter handle is can't guard Mike. Nobody could guard him this season, and he was routing up defenders left and right. My runner-up for this award is Christian McCaffrey, the running back for the Panthers. He's more of an offensive weapon than a running back. He had 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards, just the third player to ever do it behind Marshall Falk and Roger Craig. McCaffrey was dynamic for the Panthers, and personally, the one touchdown that I think of is the Panthers are getting killed against the 49ers and he ran for over 60 yards for a touchdown straight out the middle. He was dynamic this season and he did it both in the running game and in the passing game. Not to mention he's an amazing pass blocker. At defensive player of the year, I have to give it to Stephon Gilmore, the corner for the Patriots. Outside of one game against Devontae Parker, Stephon Gilmore was locking everybody up this season. He had six interceptions, including two pick sixes. The game that really stood out for me and that he really locked down this award was against the Cowboys. Amari Cooper had two targets and zero receptions. Zero receptions. I remember him undercutting this one drag route that Cooper ran, and after that, it was basically over. He also had about two other picks that he could have caught, but he unfortunately dropped. The runner-up for me for Defensive Player of the Year is Shaq Barrett, the edge rusher for the Buccaneers. Shaq Barrett had 19 and a half sacks, and despite his team not being a playoff team, 
he still is very worthy of the award. I think it's also safe to say that Shaq Barrett was the breakout player of the year. Not only did he lead the Buccaneers in sacks this year, he also led the NFL. Shaq Barrett was one of the best free agent pickups this season, and he's going to get paid this offseason. At comeback player of the year, I got to give it to Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback for the 49ers. Garoppolo not only led his team to 13-3 and in the regular season, but he's taking his team to the Super Bowl. This season, Garoppolo threw for 3,978 yards, 27 touchdowns, and had a pass rating of 102.0. Jimmy G has been an amazing leader for the 49ers and his defining moment this season had to be against the Saints where he threw for three touchdowns and over 300 yards. His runner-up for comeback player of the year is Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback for the Titans. Everybody thought Ryan Tannehill was going to ride the bench this year behind Marcus Mariota, but after Mariota got off to a 2-4 and four start, Tannehill took over and led the Titans to the playoffs. Tannehill had an amazing run, but the reason why I'm not giving him this award is just because he didn't really play the entire season. Now, if we go to coach of the year, it's similar to comeback player of the year in that the winner is the 49ers coach and the runner-up is the Titans. Kyle Shanahan is hands down my coach of the year. He brought this team from 4-12 and to 13-3 and and I think he's locked down the best play caller role in the NFL. What makes Shanahan so great is his ability to use pre-snap motions and the play action pass. He schemes his guys open and creates running lanes that Raheem Mostert can run through and have over 200 yards in the NFC championship game. His runner-up is Mike Vrabel, and I did it just because he made the decision to bench Marcus Mariota and put in Ryan Tannehill. This was a season-altering move and what eventually led them to the playoff. Now, if we go to the assistant coach of the year, I'm giving the award to Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Bienemy should no doubt be a head coach and I have no clue why he isn't one. Not only does he help pl- do the play calls for Kansas City, but he's also led them not only to a Super Bowl this year, but he created the MVP from last year and did a very nice job with Matt Moore as their starting quarterback when Patrick Mahomes was out. His runner-up for me is the 49ers defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. Sala should also be a guy getting a head coaching job. Right now, Sala has the number one pass rush in the NFL led by Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, D. Ford and DeForest Buckner, and he also has an amazing linebacker corps with Fred Warner and Quan Alexander. And in the back end, he has Richard Sherman, Jukowski Tart, Jimmy Ward and a handful of other guys in the secondary. In 2018, the 49ers had one of the league's worst of all time with just two interceptions. This postseason, single-handedly, in the two games they've played, they already have three. As a viewer, we got to watch Eric Bieniemy scheme up against Robert Sala in a heavyweight title fight. This game is going to be filled with pre-snap motion and defensive adjustments, and I'm hyped to watch this. Now we need to get to the number one award, MVP, and this has to go to no other than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had 3,000 127 passing yards, 36 touchdowns to just six interceptions this year. He had a 113.3 passer rating. He broke the record for most rushing yards in a single season by a quarterback with 1,206, and he had seven rushing touchdowns. Not to mention, this was in just 15 games. He sat out the last week to rest for the playoff. Every week seemed like a highlight show for Lamar. He was breaking records here every single game, and not just as a runner. He had multiple five touchdown games. Even in the start, he started the season against the Dolphins with five touchdowns and ended against the Jets with five. If we were to give him one play to describe the season, you have to give him the spin move against Cincinnati. That might have been the best play all season, and I I just can't stop thinking about it. With the NFL honors coming up, I thought of a couple of awards that we might want to add to the list. Let's start with the NFL 23rd man. This is equivalent to the NBA 6th man for the best job filling in for a starter, and I would give this award no doubt to Teddy Bridgewater, who filled in for Drew Brees and went 5-0. He was even able to beat the Seahawks, who went to the 
second round of the playoffs this year. Bridgewater did an amazing job filling in for Drew Brees, and so I would have to give him the NFL 23rd Man Award. The next award for me is NFL Playoff MVP. I would give this to Patrick Mahomes with Derrick Henry right under. I think this no doubt should be an award because the biggest time to step up has to be the playoffs, and with Patrick Mahomes taking the Chiefs to a Super Bowl, it, you have to give it to him. He has eight touchdowns and zero interceptions in the last two games against the Titans and the Texans, and has stepped up in the biggest moment. My final proposed award should be most dominant single game in the regular season. This award for me, I picked Derrick Henry against the Texans in week 17. He had a career high 32 carries, a career high 211 yards rushing, and three touchdowns. This was his Hall of Fame game. He had Hall of Fame type numbers and should be awarded for what he did. Now I want to get into my early thoughts for the Super Bowl. First of all, if you're not hyped for this week, you shouldn't be watching football. This has the two best teams in the NFL, the 49ers and the Chiefs, going at it head to head. I'm going to write a big article in a couple days leading up to the Super Bowl, and I'm going to plug my website where, where it'll be, www.betweenthetacklesfootball.com, where I'll talk about who I think is going to win, who I think is going to have a big day, and all the analytics that go into the game. But my early thoughts are, I think this is probably going to be one of the best Super Bowls of all time. The two teams are basically even. Both have great offenses in extremely different ways, the Chiefs having an amazing historic passing offense, while the 49ers have an amazing rush, rushing offense. The 49ers also have the best defense, and while the Chiefs don't have the best defense, I think you can say they definitely have one of the hottest defenses with Tyron Matthew leading the way. This is going to be a really close game, but I'm not going to reveal who I'm taking until I post the article later this week at www.betweenthetacklesfootball.com. The last thing I'm going to talk about are the players who impressed me most during the Senior Bowl and the week leading up. The Senior Bowl is for seniors coming out of college to show their very last game film before entering the draft. Let's start with number one, Justin Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon. Not only did he win Senior Bowl MVP, but he also won the Senior Bowl Best Practice Player of the Week. He showed that he's able to run and his mobility will help him in the league. He's also extremely accurate and can throw on the run. I think he secured himself as a top 10 pick in the draft. Next up is Javon Kinlaw, who didn't play in the Senior Bowl, but he practiced all week and got some knee soreness, so he decided not to play. He's the def he's a defensive lineman from the University of South Carolina, and he has freaky athleticism, especially for his size. He's huge, but can run wide receivers and running backs down. The next up is Van Jefferson, wide receiver from Florida. He's the most fluid route runner in the draft, and is amazing at creating separation. Jefferson also proved that he can play special teams as he had a couple special teams tackles. And right under him at number four, I have KJ Hill, who is one of the best receivers off the line in this draft. The number one thing I look at entering the draft for receivers is can they gain separation? Because if you can gain separation in college, you can work on it even more and add to it as a pro. KJ Hill and Van Jefferson are both amazing at this, and that's why I think they'll be really well in the NFL. The last player who I thought really helped himself is Darnay Holmes, the cornerback from UCLA. He showed a lot of promise as a nickel and on the inside. He's physical in man coverage and will be valuable for whatever team drafts him. He can be like a Nickel Roby Coleman for the Rams. That's it for me today. I hope you guys all have an amazing time watching the Super Bowl and this entire week. My name is Jeremy Platt and this is Between the Tackles. Jeremy out. Attack!